The Growth in Television Part 2 The Decline in Cinema Attendance In 1950, cinema attendances were equivalent to every person going to the cinema 27 times a year, but this quickly declined as television became more popular and people's homes became more comfortable. Cinema had been very popular in the 1920s and 1930s, and attendance peaked during the war years as people escaped the rigours of life on the home front. The decline that started in the 1950s continued even after the government abolished entertainment tax on cinema tickets in 1960. Over half of UK cinemas were forced to close between 1955 and 1963. Many were demolished, while some were turned into bingo halls, nightclubs or shops. Why did cinema attendance decline? There was a rise in ticket prices because of increases in entertainment tax. The post-war shortages of materials and cash meant that older cinemas were not being repaired or well-maintained, so had become run-down and shabby. New houses, rising home ownership and consumer items made homes more comfortable. Television programmes were free, apart from the licence fee for the BBC, and could be enjoyed in the comfort of your own home. Going to the cinema continued to be popular family entertainment, for example the Saturday matinee showings of Flash Gordon and Zorro for children. Increasingly the cinema was a place where young couples went for dates. A 1947 survey showed that two out of three young people went to the cinema more than once a week, so the cinema audience was increasingly young. The 1950s saw the arrival of teenage pictures from America, Blackboard Jungle in 1954 and Rock Around the Clock in 1955 leading the way. Then came films starring the popular American rock and roll singer Elvis Presley, like Girls, Girls, Girls in 1962. By the 1960s, Britain was producing its own films for teenagers, like Summer Holiday in 1963, starring Cliff Richard, and A Hard Day's Night in 1964, starring The Beatles, which were both very popular at the time. Cinemas did try to win back audiences lost to television. To begin with, they showed war films like The Dam Busters in 1955 and Bridge Over the River Kwai in 1957 to appeal to the wartime memories of the older generation. People would also still go to the cinema to see things that they would not be able to see on television. Exciting blockbusters like the James Bond films, beginning with Doctor No in 1962. Widescreen epics like David Lean's Lawrence of Arabia in 1962 and Dr Shivago in 1965. Atmospheric science fiction films like 2001 A Space Odyssey in 1968 and spectacular musicals like The Sound of Music in 1969. The relaxation of censorship by the 1959 Obscenity Act meant that cinemas could show films that would not be allowed to be shown on television. There were more violent films like Get Carter in 1970 and A Clockwork Orange in 1971, as well as sexual films like the Confessions series that began in 1974 and the increasingly bawdy carry-on comedies which started in 1958 and continued with 20 films over the next 20 years. The Continuing Popularity of Radio the BBC had a monopoly on radio until 1973. By 1951, 90% of British homes had a wireless radio set. There were falling radio audiences as a result of the rise in television viewing. 
For example, during the 1950s, the audience for the popular BBC radio soap opera The Archers went down from 23 million to 10 million listeners a week. But ultimately, radio did better than the cinema because changes in technology enabled people to listen to the radio in places they could not watch television. Portable transistor radios, long-life batteries and headphones all contributed to this, as well as the growing numbers of cars with radios installed in them. What radio was offering also changed and adapted. In 1967, the BBC split the light programme into Radio 1, with music for younger listeners, and Radio 2, music for more mature listeners. The third programme became Radio 3, for people who wanted to listen to classical music, and the home service became Radio 4, which broadcast news, discussions and plays. Work also began in 1967 on local radio stations, which became very successful. As radio listening tended to be done by individuals, programmes could be targeted towards what specific audiences wanted. For example, the Welsh-language radio station Radio Cymru, which began in 1977. From 1973, the BBC also had to compete with commercial radio stations like London's Capital Radio and Swansea Sound. Conclusion. Television audiences by the end of the 1970s. By the end of the 1970s, people watched on average 16 hours of television a week in summer and 20 hours a week in winter. Royal occasions, national sporting events and blockbuster films on television could attract up to 20 million viewers. Popular entertainment shows, 15 to 20 million viewers. Documentaries could get 7 to 8 million viewers. And there were often 5 or 6 million for news and current affairs programmes. But for all of the advances in television, people still listen to radio for an average of 9 hours a week. <laughs>